Welcome to the One Shot Audio Experience Podcast, a show dedicated to enriching the lives of young basketball players by exposing them to the many possibilities basketball has to offer on and off the court. I'm your host, Andrew Roberti, aka Coach Drew. I'm a basketball performance specialist and the founder and owner of One Shot Basketball Academy. I want to thank you for joining me. If you love this podcast, tell your friends, tell one, tell two, however many friends you got, tell them all. We are trying to reach as many young lives as possible. We are hoping this podcast changes the trajectory of one person's life. If we can do that, we'll have done our job. Enjoy the show. Now let's rock out. What is up, everyone, and welcome back to the One Shot Audio Experience. It is Coach Drew. And today we have the second edition, the second player podcast. If you didn't see the first one with Brent Davis, the point guard of Miramar, man, you better go listen, get to go watch that right now on the One Shot TV YouTube page or on the podcast, iTunes podcast. But today we got none other than Northeast point guard. He stands six feet, five inches tall. He was labeled by Brent Davis as the best player in Broward County, besides himself. None other than Wesley Cardet of Northeast High School. Hold the applause, hold the applause. Alright, you can save that to the end. I'll tell you guys a little bit about Wesley, and then we'll get into the show. So like we were saying, he's a point guard, he's 6'5". He plays for Northeast High School. He's... His travel basketball team is team breakdown of the Under Armour circuit. He His rank in Florida currently as a junior, he's ranked third in Florida. In his class, he's ranked number 20 or number 30, sorry, number 30. His sophomore year last year, he broke Miami Herald's scoring record. He was first team all-county for the Sun Sentinel and first team all county for the Miami Herald. So he's doing some big things. 20 average 20 points per game, 6 assists and 10 rebounds. And currently he's getting offers from Miami, Alabama, USC, just to name a few. So, guys, this is this this gentleman right here. He is big time. You guys are going to learn a little bit about him. We dive into his story, how he grew up, when he started playing basketball, who inspired him, you know, how it led to who that person that he is today. You get to learn about his strengths on the basketball court, his weaknesses. Um, you know, he set some goals for himself for this season, for next season, for college. You know, what are his individual goals? What are his team goals for this year? And, uh, you know, we'll talk about a little, a little Broward County hoops, who he thinks is the team that could possibly knock them off from making a state title run this year. And then, uh, you know, we get a little personal, a little personal at the end. He tells us some things about, you know, his favorite coach and, you know, what basketball has taught him because we, we all know this game. It's bigger than basketball, baby. So... We got a special episode for you today. I'm going to introduce Wes. We're going to get this thing rocking and rolling. 
Wes, what's going on, man? Thanks for coming by the One Shot Facility. Not much, not much. Glad to be here. All right, so you've been labeled on my last player podcast with Brent Davis. You're labeled the best player besides Brent Davis in Broward County. How you feel about that? I feel special, man. Coming from that dude, he's hard, very hardworking guy. Yeah, Brent. Brent's different, and uh, shout out to Brent for, you know, him earning that offer to to Citadel. Big big shout out to him. But let's let's learn a little bit about you, Wes. You know, tell us where you grew up, a little bit about yourself, when you started playing ball, who inspired you. Tell us a little bit. So I actually started playing ball in Tallahassee my first grade year. I was um with my stepdad Zach. He like is like my coach now. He coached me throughout like my time. Nice. Well, when was that? You would say. How old were you there? Around eight. Around eight. And how old are you right now? Um, eighteen right now. Eighteen right now. So about ten years ago, probably about two thousand nine. You said you picked up a basketball for the first time. Yeah. In Tallahassee. And what got you down to Florida? What got you down to South Florida? Um. My whole family's been down here. We just decided to move back. Because I was here before I went to Tallahassee. Yeah. And I came back down here. Nice. So you, eight years old, right? Started playing basketball. What what kind of things were you doing? Did, did, did Coach Zach, you know, put you in a rec league? You know, how did you develop almost like a love for the game of basketball? Um, he actually take me out to an outside court every day and just work me out. Yeah. Yeah, and like the more I worked out, I felt like I gained a passion for it every time I worked out. Nice. So, fast forward, you know, you're eight. When did you say you moved down here? Um, back down here. Yeah, and when did you move that back down here? Um, around like ten. All right, so you were playing basketball for two years, came back down here, and where are you living now? Is um, that is that where you you came to South Florida? Yeah. I mean, right after Tallahassee, right? Yeah. All right, so you're 10 years old. Where are you living at 10 years old? Um, Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. Nice. So basically what happened there? What you know? What got you into playing basketball more? Uh, um, from then, I used to go watch, like, the varsity team from Northeast. So I was always around Northeast since I was younger. Nice. Was Coach Zach? He was, okay, Coach he was Zach. Coaching. He was coaching, yeah. Yeah, and I would always watch the practice. Nice. And then when game time came, it was like it was like an energy feel when I see them play games and the gym be packed. Yeah. I used to always say I wanted to be there one day in the position. Nice. Okay, so 10, 11, 12. You know, when did when did basketball start becoming something for you to when you realize like, hey, I could be pretty good at this. You know, I could I could do something with this. When it around, made me click. Around sixth grade year, it clicked for me. Like sixth grade, were you dunking or something like that? No. Yeah. no. Well, I just started. I just started dunking in eighth grade. You started dunking in eighth grade. Yeah. Nice. So sixth grade year, you're like, all right, you know, you you heard maybe some some things from friends, I guess, maybe yeah. saying that you were pretty good. Actually, I went that that year. I went to the Battle of the Rankings camp. Okay. And like I saw the best players. I was like, I feel like I can like be just as good or even better. Right. All right, so you went to battle the rankings. How did that change your mindset from, you know, being that player 
who you know maybe you didn't even think you were that great but you went here you kind of proved yourself at that level you know how did that carry you into almost like your high school career because like once i seen i had like a chance actually doing it i took full advantage of it and i started working every day with um i coached that and i came became, became better every day towards it nice so kind of dive into you know your relationship with with coach zach um you know tell us you know tell us uh basically what your routine was and what your routine is currently now mm-hmm. what are you doing now um what were you doing back then how has it changed you know are you going you know super hard now mm-hmm. in comparison to you know way back when you were in middle school like how take us through a day in the life i guess um back in back then i used to go to school and after i came from school as soon as i got to the gym i'll work out or like slash practice with all the guys from varsity right and like we'll that was in middle school yeah wow or like i'll practice with my middle school team but right. at night i'll go straight to northeast and we'll practice from like three to nine yeah at night and that'd be like my daily routine every day so is that different now than in high school oh yeah now what what's it like now i mean even so take us through i guess uh, a school day maybe like a school day workout and then maybe a, a summer summer workout like when are you starting during the summer since we don't have school on those days so in the summertime i used to wake up in the morning i would run and then later that morning i would go to the gym what time what time are you waking up waking up at like six o'clock in the morning six o'clock on a summer day yeah all right run a mile then I'll go some rest around 11, head okay. to the gym. Probably be at the gym from 11 to 5 through That's 7. Northeast Gym, right? Yeah. Okay, Northeast Gym. Okay, and then I'll go home, and then I'll usually go to the weight room at night. Are you working out with anybody? Is it your friends, or is, it, uh, is Coach Zach there with you, or is it mostly, you know, you have a key, you're by yourself? I don't Coach Zach's with me most of the time. Sometimes we'll bring somebody if they want to, like, join in. Yeah. Most of the time it's just us. Do you like working out by yourself, or do you prefer working out with others? Uh, I prefer working out with others because I feel like it makes you go harder. If yeah. that person works hard, it makes you want to go harder, too. Right. So you get in the weight room. That's probably for about an hour. And, you know, what time What time does your day finish? It finishes around 11. Around 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. Are you playing uh, any pickup? During that time, um, you know, or is that kind of mixed in with the, the, the time that you're at Northeast? Yeah, it's kind of mixed in time in Northeast. Yeah. They pick up. Nice. So then what's a, what's a day like during school, I guess? School. Go to school from 7 to 2.45. Doing anything before school? Um, not, not right now. Not right now? Well, once season right. started, we'll start doing stuff before school. Yeah. Um... Study hall for like an hour after school. Then we just go in the gym. Right. We'll shoot for like the first two hours or so to like six. And we'll practice and put up more shots afterwards. Or if you want to go to the weight room after right. practice. Nice. So, I mean, this isn't the first person that's kind of said with Brent 
even in our last player episode, he was telling us of his routine of when he was waking up and just the hours that these guys spent spend on the basketball court in general. Um, it's, it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of, obviously, reps. And it takes a love. These guys genuinely love playing basketball. They love what they do. And you can see that in their routine. And it's special. It's special. I mean, I, how I kind of developed a relationship here with, with, with Wes, uh, you know, over the summer, that's a part of Team Breakdown's travel basketball team. And if you don't know who Team Breakdown is, it's one of the longest standing travel basketball organizations in South Florida. And they've been going strong for about 20 years now. Uh, they've had names like Kenny Boyden, Brandon, Brandon Knight. Uh, who else? Well, Anthony Simons. Anthony Simons, yeah. A lot of, it's, it's a top-notch Under Armour uh, sponsored travel basketball team. And uh, Wes and I, you know, I was brought on by the coaches of Team Breakdown, which is Coach Zach and all those Gillian brothers. I don't even know how many there are now, but uh, there's a bunch of them. You know, those are those are definitely great guys as well, and they brought me on this season, and they brought me on specifically to, you know, help the guys with, you know, stretching before games, warming the guys up, recovery, uh, all that kind of stuff that you don't really see these guys do uh, before before the game hits. So, Wes and I, you know, developed a little relationship there, and you know, you, from my standpoint, I got to see, you know, just the type of person and the type of uh, type of passion and, and love that this guy has, this man has for the game of basketball, how seriously he takes it, how seriously he takes his body and he treats his body and, you know, he, he treats every game like, you know, a head college basketball coach is watching. And I think that's really kind of uh, started to manifest itself. He's picking up offers left and right here uh, he's one of the best players in Broward County he's one of the best players in Florida nationally ranked and uh, it is due to obviously that that work ethic and it's special when you can see that firsthand like I saw it firsthand it's special when you're around it you know I mean I love myself just being around people that love to be the best you know and I try to associate myself with that group and with those people and uh, I think Wes is a great person and uh, a great person to, uh, that exemplifies that characteristic. Is He's trying to be the best at what he does. And, you know, I mean, it's special because he's a junior right now. He's still got another year left to play. And his work ethic is probably one of the best that I've, I've seen personally um, at the high school level. Um, so, you know, props to him. I know he's going to continue keeping that going. Uh, and, you know, it's fun to watch him develop. And it'll, it'll be fun to see kind of where he ends up these next two years. You know, I want to kind of go back to where we left off there, Wes. We stopped kind of, you know, at the battle of rankings. You were in middle school. Um, now you're, let's fast forward now to you're in high school. Uh, you had a pretty good freshman year. Yeah. What were, you know, what were, 
what are your takeaways maybe freshman year? How did you do, uh, you know, stats-wise? Uh, I think you guys had a pretty was – that, was that the the year you guys went to, like, regionals and yeah. that was your freshman year? Yeah. Yeah, I remember seeing stuff with uh, a little documentary about you guys. Was that Swag Check? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I saw a documentary that my guy Roosevelt put together of FNO Productions. Shout out, Roosevelt. And, um, you know, talk about that season. Talk about how that kind of led you into, um, you know, maybe the the player, again, that you are right now because you saw the success that you, that team had and kind of like that failure, I guess, at the end mm-hmm. where maybe you guys believed, hey, we should have beat this team. And if we, be- if we beat this team, we're definitely winning states. How, you know, what was that kind of like? It was uh, tough because it was a senior-led team. Yeah. Every practice was hard, especially right. for me, because I was like the only freshman on the team, and like it was a very sad day when we lost, cause like we've been battling like through the whole season. Right. And to lose at that point, we like expected to go to state, so it was working every day for it, and to lose, it was like a, a drought. Right. So, I guess my next question would be off of that is, how did it, how did that season lead you to to you know you seeing that success how did that carry over to the next year and you know I mean tell us about maybe your sophomore year what do you need to do better this year uh, and and moving forward um sophomore year it was a it was a struggle struggle year yeah. Yeah. And well, that's because probably, you know, you lost a lot of those seniors. You're saying, right? We're young. That very, very, very young squad. Yeah. So how did you learn from that? What did what were your takeaways from your sophomore season? You know, like, because I'm sure a lot of teams were maybe keying, keying in on you. Yeah. You know, like, all right, let's double team. Let's triple team. Um, Wes, let's take him out of the game. Did you learn something about yourself then? In that situation, what'd you learn? Well, it taught me how to, like, more control the team. Right. Leadership? Yeah. Okay. Freshman year, I was just, like, just in the system. But now, like, I have to, like, kind of take over. Right. So it was different a little bit? Yeah. It was different. You weren't used to, you know, being a sophomore and having to lead a team is hard, man. It's, It's really hard, you know? I mean, being a senior and having to lead a team is hard. So, I mean, I understand, definitely understand where you're yeah. coming from. So, moving on to this year, I feel like it's really going to be a good year. Yeah. Because I feel like my freshman year and sophomore year taught me a lot of things that I can bring to this year's team. I think we're really good this year. Yeah. I think we're going to shock a lot of people. Okay, nice. So, you know, just tell tell these people, they don't know, they don't know who you are uh, basketball-wise. Tell us about, you know, your strengths. What makes you the player that you are right now? Um, my strengths, my energy when I get on the court, how well I can score the ball, I get up, play defense, have a lot of more emotions on the court. Cause like when I get on the court, it's like it makes me feel free. So like, right, it's poetry, a lot more emotions. Yeah, right. No, he is a very energetic kid. I would say off the court. It's you know he's very quiet. He's kind of to himself, you know. But when he gets in, when he gets on the court, when he gets in that zone, I mean, with all those 
team breakdown and, and northeast guys these guys you know become a different animal and um they're out for blood and you can definitely say that about Wes and about his game so we talk about strengths what about some weaknesses if i'm a college basketball head coach mm-hmm. you know what what are some things that i'm saying to Wes that you have to improve on specifically oh my dieting i feel like I can eat a little bit healthier. Okay. Keep my body fit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from a basketball standpoint, what do you think you need to do better? Like uh, from a basketball standpoint. Yeah. Um. Shooting the ball, you know, off the dribble, or you know, shooting the ball uh, stationary, uh, whatever. As a point guard, you know, making point guard decisions, leading the yeah. team, uh, you know, anything of that nature. Um. I feel like. I could be a little little bit more vocal as a point guard, like instructing everybody as the okay. game goes on, like the whole game, never right. stopping, continuing to be vocal and like guide my team. Right, and and it, being vocal doesn't doesn't just mean being vocal in like, you know, in a game. Yeah. You know, building a relationship with your teammates off the court. Very right, it's very important as well. It's it's you know, being vocal when you're in the weight room, bringing that energy when you're in the weight room, you know, holding guys accountable in the classroom, uh, you know, being vocal in practice, knowing as a point guard, you got to know all the plays. You got to know where everybody's supposed to be on the floor. You're the floor general. So, you know, everybody is kind of looking to you, especially because, you know, I mean, as a sophomore last year, you know, they're they're all looking to you. You probably got juniors and seniors looking to you, and that's kind of it's scary. You know, sometimes it is scary. You know, but like you were kind of saying, I think you've kind of grown. Now you understand what's expected of you, and now you're ready to take that next step and uh, really lead the team this year and and have a breakout year for this Northeast team, which I believe you know you guys definitely can do. I think it's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, I know Brent. Brent was saying you guys are playing Miramar here during the season, so I definitely want to go out and yeah. catch one of those games. That would be fun with Coach yeah. T. Um, let's talk about a little Broward County basketball here. Yeah. Right. Let's talk about it. All right, who who do you think, besides yourself, ask Brent this same question, besides yourself, who's the best player in Broward or South Florida so it can be – it can be Broward, Miami, uh, West Palm Beach, any of those three. To me, I feel like the Twin Towers. The Twin oh. Towers? The two twins? Tell, tell them who, who are the twins. Um, Matthew and Ryan Bewley. They're very talented. Yeah. Six, eight. Very versatile. Yeah. And I feel like they're going to be very special in the future. Did you say, did you say they're freshmen? Yeah, they're freshmen. They're freshmen. freshmen. These guys are six, eight. They're labeled the Twin Towers, Matt and Ryan Bewley. And, uh, again, they were part of Team Breakdown's travel basketball organization last year. So I developed a little relationship with them, too. Great guys, fun guys, and uh, the offers are definitely already pouring in for them. I mean, I think they got some like Iowa State, Florida. I mean, when you're 6'8 like that it's in a freshman, it's special, you know. And then you pair that with Wes and 
a couple of the other guys that they got on the team. I mean, they're going to – Northeast is going to be a team to beat for sure this year. Um, let's see. Who, who is a Broward County team to beat? Another one besides Northeast. Who do you think uh, can, you know, compete with you guys and maybe knock you guys off if you guys have a bad well, night, you know? I'm going to say Doral because they ended my road to states as a freshman. Doral. What makes Doral so special? Um, They're very poised. Very poised. Very patient. And I feel like... Who's there? They have a, a notable player on that team? Um, Yeah, this year I think they have a kid named Devin Carter. Devin Carter? Nice. So they're poised. They kind of, I would say, maybe are the opposite of you guys. In like an offensive standpoint, like maybe you guys are more run and gun. Whereas uh, they're yeah. more set up, set the set the offense, Princeton style. Everything is very controlled. Let's play a half court game. Yeah. Whereas you know Northeast is kind of let's get out on the break, let's run, you know, let's get a quick shot type thing. Yeah. Would you say that's kind of right? Interesting, interesting. So you got Doral, no, nobody in Broward giving giving Northeast a legitimate fight. I don't see it. You guys are only beating yourselves. Only How about any private, any private school teams in there? You school Westminster. Have you seen any of them play? Yeah. You saw them play. Yeah, I saw was we actually played Westminster. Today. Oh, you played Westminster. Yeah. Are they looking? Yeah. And they're yeah. always. I mean, they're always. They've won states the past you know three years in a row. So they're no. They're obviously no slouch. Yeah. How are they looking? They're pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. So you're you're starting at the point guard, or you're starting kind of. I mean, you guys play like a like a two or three guard set. Yeah, that, it's like we have like three guards who all rotate at the point guard. Yeah. All fill in position. Sweet man. So, what are some goals that you set for yourself this year as a basketball player in Broward County or in the state of Florida in general? What you looking to accomplish this year? Um, I'm looking to accomplish. I'm looking to get better okay. this year. Like, how so? Like, be by, be as detailed as possible here. Like, um, I'm looking to get better by at my position at the point guard. Okay. Um, how many? Are, with you, the team. are you? Uh, I mean, la last year, right? You were the uh, first team all county, right, for the Sun Sentinel and for the Miami Herald. Mm -hmm. Are you trying to get that award? Obviously, you're probably trying to get that award again. You know, what, um, you know, is there another maybe accolade or points per game? What were you averaging last year in comparison to, you know, what you want to average this year? Yeah. You know, something like that. Um, Last year I averaged twenty and five assists. Nice. This year I want to have like average fifteen and ten assists, and lead my teams to victory more. Okay. I want to win more this year. Win more this year. Yeah. Okay, and then you said you want to get your team 
you want to you want to win districts, right? Yeah, and states. Win districts and win states. That's a tough road. Yeah. You know, tough road. But again, they've got a, they've got they've got the talent to get there. Now it's just you know everybody coming together, coming together, and, and you know you'll hit some rough patches during the season. You guys got to stick together through those rough patches. But I definitely believe when January end of January comes around mm-hmm. and and you know February starts. Um, rolling, rolling through that you guys will be right there, contending yeah. for, uh, for that state championship. So let's see, team goals. We said that. Um, One states. And then he said, he said states, right? Yeah. Yep. Um, I want to touch on travel basketball a little bit. Alright. Team breakdown, travel ball, versus. High school basketball. What are you know some differences that you may see between both of them? You know, from a player standpoint, um, what do you see? With travel basketball, you have like a lot more colleges watching you. Like even on the sidelines, they're watching. Between like high school basketball, it's not as much. Right. But like it's more. Right. So. So I guess I'll interrupt. College basketball, or sorry, travel basketball yeah. during, and these guys, again, they play on the Under Armour circuit. And on these circuits, you have the live periods where they attract a large, large number. I mean, last year, I remember going to these uh, these tournaments and, you know, you would see coaches like Tom Izzo and Patrick Ewing and John Calipari, all these big-time Division One coaches sitting courtside watching your game. Yeah. So that, I guess, in comparison to high school ball, right, when you're in high school, the season for high school, that's the same time when college basketball is taking place. Yeah. So you don't really get to see the head coaches – as much or at all in comparison, right? Yeah. So you're kind of seeing maybe the assistant coaches coming to watch your game or scouts or whatever. So I think that's kind of, you know, what you're getting at. Yeah. The difference between, you know, travel basketball and high school basketball. What do you, again, what do you think? I, from my experience, and you can tell me this is true, like travel basketball Every player on that team can play for the yeah. most part. You know, would you agree? Yeah, I agree. You know, every every player is pretty much one of the best players on their high school team. So if you were to put, like, you know, Northeast and Miramar and uh, Fort Lauderdale and Western and Cypress Bay and you put the best players on each team, each one of those teams, and you put them together... Yeah. And you combine them on, I guess, team breakdown. It's like they're putting that South Florida best squad versus, you know, the the no, best squad. Of, yeah. yeah. So, you know, in high school basketball, maybe you have, you know, one or two kids that are really just stand out above the rest. Mm-hmm. Like almost last year where it was West was keyed in on a lot and he was taken away. Yeah. You know, so travel basketball versus high school basketball – a little different, which is more fun, you think? Yeah. 
Which which one's more fun? Um, what do you have more fun? I mean, I think they're both fun. Obviously, you love playing in front of your your friends in high school basketball, but I don't know. The energy might be different. Yes, for like high school basketball, the energy is very different because you have the school fan base and like all the administration in your school watching games cheering you on. Yeah. And for AU, it's like. It's still energized because like a lot of people watching from like all over the world. Right. Like cost coaches are watching. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely different energies, but they're both fun. I mean, obviously, who doesn't want to play in front of their friends? Yeah. Show out. You know, in front of the girls of your high school, all that good stuff. But at the same time, I don't think anything gets the adrenaline flowing like playing in front of. Tom Izzo or any of those college coaches and you know you really get to see who's cut out for you know playing at that level when a when a high, when a high level division 1 college basketball player shows up to your game it's either you got it or you're going to choke yeah. and you see a lot of kids kind of fold and it happens man it happens it happens but uh both both scenarios are fun but we're going to start finishing this interview off. I'm going to get a little deeper. You know, I just want to, I think, find out a little bit more about you as a person here. And uh, really figure out, you know, just a little bit more about yourself. So tell us, who's your favorite coach? My favorite coach. Who's your favorite coach and... How have they impacted your life? My favorite coach is Coach Zach. Coach Zach? Because he's the one that introduced me to basketball. Yep. And he's like guided me through my journey through basketball. Yeah. What's what's something maybe Coach Zach has taught you? You know, maybe like a, a not related to basketball, maybe maybe a basketball principle that you've learned, one main principle that he's taught you um, that you can carry over to your to your life in general. One person we taught me is uh, whatever you choose to do, work hard at it. Yeah. Uh, so if you choose to do something, no matter if it's being a garbage man, work to be the best at it yep. and be the best at it. Leave your legacy, man. That's what you gotta do. Is you're trying to trying to leave a legacy, and I think like we were saying earlier, is you're always trying to be the best. Yeah. You know, I know that's what I'm trying to do with my company and with whoever I surround myself with is. You always got to find a way to continue to improve yourself, you know, whether that's through um, finding some, finding a group of people that are better than you that you can learn from, whether that's, you know, reading books or um, learning from different coaches, whatever the case is, you're always trying to improve. Everybody's got some type of knowledge that maybe you don't have and that you can learn from. And, uh, you know, you want, never want to get to a point where you're, you're, you're kind of like, at a at a, a place where everything's kind of stopped. Yeah. You want to continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to get better, and um, you know people will see that, and people want to be around that kind of energy, man. They yeah. do, they do. If you're growing, if you're learning, if you're if you're continuing to improve yourself, people recognize that, and they want, and they'll and they'll gravitate to that. And at the same time, people will recognize that, and maybe they'll move away from you, you know, because you know, they're just not at that same wavelength that you're at anymore. 
you know so again we're we're always trying to strive to be the best strive strive for greatness you know and uh i love it i love it man last question most important question why do you love basketball why do you love specifically tell us why do you love the game of basketball because i've tried a lot of things and basketball is the one thing that i enjoy the most out of everything yeah it's like just bring something out of me that nothing else brings out of me nice like joy a joyful feeling right that again when you're on that basketball court it's just feels right you know what i'm saying feels right you have all these different emotions when you're playing when you're not playing when you finish a game if you lose if you win nothing like winning a game of basketball like a tough game and then there's nothing like losing a game where you you got to figure stuff out and and try to improve that way and it's always a learning experience you know but i think that's what makes the game of basketball and in sports in general so fun is you can always improve you can always get better and you know the love for the game it never never goes away i mean i love basketball you know just as much as anybody else you know that's why i do kind of what i do and um you know i would say to you you know when basketball is over you got to apply that same love and same energy to your career and and you know and that same drive that wanting to be the best whatever you do whatever's after basketball keep that same intensity with you and you're you're going to be a special special young man so West man, I, I appreciate you coming on today, sharing us, sharing your story a little bit, telling us about some some of your strengths, some of your weaknesses, and uh, you know we look forward to seeing you this year and seeing what comes out of your future these next couple years, man. I'm excited and I look forward to watching you play, man. Thank you. No problem. Glad to be here. Hold up, hold up, hold up! Before you leave, go right now. Don't waste a minute. Go right now, head on over to the iTunes podcast app and give us a five-star rating. Them five stars, baby. Give it, give them all to us. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a nice review. Write a little review. Take five minutes. Come on. Five minutes. Write us a nice review. We really appreciate that. We're trying to reach as many people as possible with this podcast, so your review will help with all that. Guys, This is Coach Drew. We'll see you next time on the One Shot Audio Experience. One shot. One shot. You get one shot. One shot to make it. Hard work, dedication, a lot of patience. One opportunity, so go ahead and take it. Never back down, keep grinding, we gon' make it.